Hello and welcome to Generational Archives, the show where we connect, heal, uncover through intergenerational conversations and archival research. I'm Dr. Reina Leon, your scholar, creative, um, very tired person right now, and I'm drinking all the coffee to address that. And I'm here with Dr. Norma Thomas, who is my mother, but how else would you like to introduce yourself today, mommy? Um, I am your mom, and I would like to let people know where we are. Where are we, Raina? We are outside of San Francisco, and we are here for the Daraja Gala, her untold story. Mm -hmm. And that is a celebration of now over 10 years of building and offering of um, educational opportunities to young women in Kenya. Daraja Academy is a school that is incredibly transformative. Over 40 tribes from Kenya are represented at the school, and which is unheard of within the Kenyan context. Usually it's maybe one to four different tribes at a, a school. It's a boarding school that pulls from all over the country and generally takes a class of up to 30 students to go for four years of education, free education, boarding school, and a transitional program. And over 95% of those students, after they have completed their studies, are eligible um, for college. They participate in community service. They're leaders in their communities. They inspire their families to pursue further education. And we're on the board for that organization here to um, be a part of a fundraising opportunity to envision the next steps for the school. They are buying their own land and building the school, expanding the school so that it can create more opportunities for young people. So going from classes or a school of a, of a little bit over 100 to three times that size. And Raina got me involved with being on this board. She got me on the board, and then she retired from the board. And luckily, <laughs> she came back to the board. So we're a mother-daughter daughter duo on this board. I happen to be the treasurer <laughs> of, of this board of directors. And so we're very tired, kind of flying and going to the gala and flying back out again to the Philadelphia region. Where we are going to have another <laughs> fundraiser. Yes, we're going to have another open house for the Raja Academy uh, later on next week. So we're this recording week. from California this time. And uh, should we start with our check-in question? Yes, let's start with our check-in question. So our check-in question today actually comes from a video I saw on the, on the gram. And the question is, what is your happiest moment of us, mommy. Well, I happen to mention the. I asked my granddaughter, I think, um, do you ever dance with your mommy? And then I asked Raina, do you ever dance with your children? And she said, no. And I said, well, we used to always dance together. When your brother was a baby, I had him in my arms and you'd be holding on to my leg and we would just be dancing around the house all the time and and later on when I would dance they would always say stop dancing <laughs> but but we had such a good time and I also remember bath time and taking them out of the bathtub and wrapping them up in blankets and saying oh I'm wrapping you up like a present blankets towels oh, towels and I'm wrapping well sometimes they were those um baby oh yeah mm -hmm. blankets so 
I'm wrapping you up like a present. And and everyone would just laugh because my husband worked at night. So it was the three of us all the time in the mm -hmm. house by ourselves. So what was yours? Well, we were reflecting on this before the recording and the wrapping uh, you up like a present is something that I say to my children all the time too. At, for us, it's mostly bedtime. Um, also sometimes at bath time. And I, I love that that's continued as a practice of joy. And I was also thinking about this one moment where we were celebrating your career. I think it was um, tied into also this, the transition from Philadelphia to Western Pennsylvania. We were celebrating your career at the, at the Center for, uh, in the park. And it was um, my dad and, and so Papi, me and, and Tito, my brother, who were there with all of these folks who you had known and, and um, had an impact on their lives, some with their doc programs, some with in their careers, and all these folks who were gathered, and, and you had an opportunity to speak too. So I got to see you in that moment of, of groundedness, but also acknowledgement and appreciation and gratitude and celebration of this long career, very celebrated career in the Philadelphia area and also see the looks of everyone around, including um, Bobby, uh, with such pride. He was up on the dais with me, yeah. which I think is the yeah. only time he's been on a dais yeah. with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to see you all as the, as the couple, right? Because to, to any success, especially within a, within, a, within a partnership, comes from that partnership. Um, so to, to witness that too, and, and his delight in having been a part of that was was really special so that's um a really happy moment um so transitioning to what are we talking about today like everything everything well, there, there were a couple of things one we wanted to apologize for the rocky start for a second season my daughter's I tell you, are in school <laughs> finally they're in school so <laughs> at first you know with these two babies when there's a gap in the school <laughs> it is it is a, a challenge and they had a, a two-week gap in there where one was in a program and the other wasn't but the program for my other was really far from home and it's been a it's been a whirlwind y'all um so we're starting to finally find our rhythm again because the babies they are in school so, so we will be having more guest speakers we mm -hmm. will be having a much more regular schedule so for those of you who have been our subscribers, thank you for your patience. Don't lose patience with us. Continue to subscribe. We've, we've gathered some new folks along the mm -hmm. way because we've connected with family and others who are interested in this history. And so I get emails that I've been binged listened to your first eight, 10 episodes. And so that's why I also said we got to record some more episodes because <laughs> people are binge listening to our episodes. But I also wanted to mention, we may have mentioned this before, but it brings to, it's been brought to the forefront that we might need to mention it again. And in this arena of legacy building that we've been talking about, leaving a legacy also means making sure that all of your documents, all of your wishes are well documented. So that means getting your wills done, and I know in particular for African-Americans, I've heard all kinds of reasons why people don't do wills. One is the superstition that if you do a will that you're talking about death and you're going to bring death on. And I always say, we are all going to get out of We're this We're all going to die. We're all going to die. 
So put that superstition to rest. It's going to cause people to fight. Oh, not having a will is what yeah. causes people to fight. Write down your wishes. Make sure people know what those wishes are. Have your power of attorneys, most importantly, durable power of attorneys, because if you get sick and nobody could, you can't make a decision, who's going to do that on your behalf? You don't want that to be a last-minute decision and mm -hmm. then pick the wrong person. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time, and if you pick the wrong person, they can wipe you out. So think about that way ahead of time before the need arises. Look at your insurances. More important, have insurance because, you know, again, you don't want to leave somebody else trying to take care of your final expenses. And have adequate insurance. Yes, have adequate insurance. If, you know, I've heard people say, well, I don't want to make people rich. You don't have to make them rich. Just leave enough that they can take care of final expenses and, and don't think about having multi-million dollar policies, just but have enough. Final expenses don't just include your funeral expenses. Right. They also include your responsibility to your household. So if, you're, if you have a mortgage right now and your insurance does not cover what you expect your part of the, of the mortgage to be or just the mortgage remaining of a mortgage, you do not have adequate insurance because if, especially if you have kids or a partner and you are leaving that, you know, in your transition, leaving that behind, that may put your people at risk for losing their home. The, the, the home that you, you know, built with your partner, that you have provided for your children, and now they can't afford to keep it anymore. And also that brings to mind that once people have left this earth, Again, a, a lot of times people just assume, well, my daughter will take care of it. She'll get that property. Don't, don't leave this behind for uh, people to fight over. And in the case of my dad, he left the property to his six remaining children, which was a good thing in our case because we all got along. But leaving a property to six people to mm. then make decisions about what happens could be a disaster. In, in our case, I was the executrix. I made the decision and eventually the properties were signed over eventually to one person. So we were able to do what we needed to do, but it could have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. Also brings to mind, make sure all your documents, somebody can find them. Wills, you should not put in a safe deposit box. You can put a copy there, but not the original. But make sure people know where they are. My dad put all of his documents in a suitcase so when he um, made his transition, the person that he had given all this to brought it to the hospital and gave it to us. So I had deeds, I had, you know, everything that I needed to begin the process of handling my dad's estate. So again, look at insurances. If you have children, it is really important that you do a will. Do not assume grandmom, grandpop, uncle, sister is going to do something because that is not always a good assumption. And you need to ask people, are they willing to be the guardian of your children? Ask them, don't assume that they're gonna take on that responsibility. You do not wanna leave your children um, in some sort of limbo waiting to figure out who's gonna help take care of them. Well, so, and even with that, thinking about the care for your children, so if you have asset that you would like to be identified for the care of your children, note that because whoever steps in to t take care of your children will use them 
those resources perhaps in ways that might not benefit your children as you would have wanted. So whatever your vision is for how you want your children to be taken care of, and if you have assets to do that, then make sure that that's clear in trusts, in wills. Now, we're not lawyers. No, we're not. <laughs> and, and we're not giving so, your legal advice. So talk to somebody. But, so talk to somebody. But, but in my case, I'm telling you from experience right. what it is to have everything all in one place and put together, and then knowing what happens when things are not put in one place and put together. It, it brings to mind two instances, one a friend, one a relative, neither of which had, had insurance. And so the final arrangements for neither had been made waiting for contributions so that those final wishes can be carried out. And great to me, that's a great sadness that at the end, these individuals could not be properly mourned because there's this whole other angst going on about how to bury them and what their, I don't even know if anyone knew what their final wishes they wanted. Right. So it's also good to ask those questions as well. But put, and, and talking to my one sister about this and going through papers, she tells me she found an old policy of my mother's that would be very surprising to me because I assume we knew about everything. Why she has this, I don't know. But she goes through paper, she sees this policy number name with my mother's information. I knew nothing about it. So she's trying to find out whether by chance there's a paid up policy somewhere that was my mother. So again, it's real important that people put this stuff somewhere right that they ask these questions. Um, and, and even in my case, I have the keys to two of my sister's houses because I'm the executrix for them. And when I went to my one sister's house, when we were going to South Carolina, I have the key. She tells me on the phone, oh, that key doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I changed those locks months ago. Okay, when were you going to tell me that? So I think I have a key to her house that I don't have a key to her house. So it's even important to think about updating. So in the case of, of, of our trip, she left the door open because she knew we didn't have a key to her house. So please make sure you keep those things up to date. And I also wanted to just talk about, um, I, I know I mentioned before, we both use Ancestry.com in terms of DNA. And I've always said, if you're hiding from somebody, don't do it. <laughs> but it almost doesn't matter if you don't do it. If somebody else does it, they still might find you. But, but uh, the, the nice thing, people do find you. And I have a second cousin who recently connected, who I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember from childhood with they, them coming up from the South. Um, they happen to be in Columbia, South Carolina. And you've heard us talk a lot about my mother's relatives in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, now my dad's relatives are there too. So it's both sides of the family that we could go visit and talk to, but he knows almost nothing about his father mm -hmm. and therefore his whole uh, family, which is my dad's family. So all I could say to him is, where do you want me to start? Because I can send you reams and reams and reams, which I just did, 
of information and pictures and I'm not sure he realized that he actually had because his grandfather was married twice and so he had another set of um, aunts and uncles that he didn't know about only one now is living and and we've actually had a hard time tracking him down so so he has some relatives he's committed to coming to the family reunion so he can meet some of his people and it would be great to connect that part of the family again so the other thing is some upcoming plans mm. i think we've mentioned that we that i am probably in the very near future going to close on a property that would house our traveling museum african-american traveling history Yay! museum so if that goes through, we're going to close on that property with a goal of having the museum up and running by February of next year, for just in time for Black History Month. And so doing a little bit of that legacy building and carrying through also. So I don't know, Raina, if you have anything you want to add, because that was our, my little short piece of what I wanted to talk about today. I think the one thing around preserving and sharing legacy is also in the small moments. So the other day I was telling Yati, my daughter, a story and she asked oh, for yeah, a yeah, she asked for a book and I was like, No, no, let, let let me tell you a story and I started telling her a story about when she was a baby and instead of crawling she was a bouncing baby. She bounced on her butt everywhere. And so it's an interesting thing that some babies do <laughs> that they bounce instead of crawl. And then I said, oh, and your brother, he crawled and he crawled forward, but he also really liked to crawl backwards. Um, and and then he was also a speed crawler. So he, you look at him and he was gone. <laughs> so, or look away and he was gone. And then she asked me, oh, well, about me as a baby. And I was like, oh, I, I, we'd have to, I don't know how I started moving first, if it was crawling or if I was a bouncing baby or everything. I, we'd have to ask Bibi because Bibi is my mommy. And she's like, no, Bibi, which means grandmother in Swahili, that's what she calls uh, a mommy, is, um, she's like, no, Bibi is Bibi. <laughs> I'm like, no, Bibi was, is my mommy. And, and she's like, no, Bibi is Bibi, because she could not wrap her head around like the relationship, even though we obviously look alike. And so I was like, do you want to see some pictures of Bibi as a young person, as a younger person, and mommy as a baby. And she was like, yes, yes, I do. So we haven't done that yet, but the idea of show, sharing pictures with your, with your children or those around you who are part of a family, um, of your family um, and community, and saying, okay, this is me now, but you know, I had a life before <laughs> this moment, too. Let's talk about that life. And, and often people don't have pictures physical mm -hmm. pictures anymore they're all digital right and they're hopefully up in the cloud that you don't lose them uh, which is always a concern of me mm. that they could be lost you know that's I actually I pay the money I pay for extra cloud storage because I, I keep taking more and more photos and because I've had that I have a friend who her family their military family they've traveled all over the world she has a lot of children um, and her partner is military, so he's gone for a good um, bit of the year. And she had recounted on the Book of Faces that she lost her phone. And 
all these pictures of her youngest like baby years before one were gone a lot of the other ones she had printed out or stored them and she's also a photographer um, herself so really beautiful photos and she was really devastated by that loss and as soon as i saw that years ago i i started making sure that i had cloud storage and unfortunately it gotten to the point where i i have to pay because i just have too much um also a hoarder i should just get rid of some things but <laughs> but um making sure that those things are available and i it's a a project that i want to take on in the next few months of printing out things again because what often happens at least for me is that i don't print out things until there's a reason to so you do books for the kids every two years i give you the photos i identify the the big photos at that point but um learn from my example people learn from my example don't do what i do Yes, going back to those old pictures is a source of joy. And I just know personally that often the pictures I take and don't print out, I never go back and look at them. So they, they're, they are there, but I rarely ever go back and look at them. So having the physical printed pictures, there's a lot of advantages to that. And right now, having gathered some of the pictures of family members from years gone by, I can share them. And we have a Facebook page and occasionally people will send me pictures and I'll scan them or someone will say, here's a picture. I don't know who that is. And then we'll put it up and say, does anyone know who this person is? Mm. So we share pictures that way. But again, having that physical picture sometime to be able to go back to and relate is is also one of those joys that can help bring back memories or mm. create new ones because you know the memory of going back and looking at all all these pictures because I know with that large number of pictures you scanned that my brother had yes somewhere in there is my one of my uncles great uncles uncle Bertie that nobody had a picture mm. of so at some point we'll share that picture with the whole family and maybe somebody has some more pictures out there that they'd like to share well, and as we close, I think I was sharing with you this morning about a dream. And I think that this connection between legacy and preserving legacy and doing handling your business uh, also connects to the dreaming because you mentioned those photos that Uncle Stanley had and the scanning of it. And one of those, I had appear and come to life in a dream a uh, few, few nights ago where it was my grandmother in her like early 30s or so, um, totally black and white kind of dream. And she was just, uh, had gone from this reclining position of the photograph where she's totally relaxed and it's in a the old house, the house that my mom grew up in. And she'd gone from there to dancing and saying over and over again, I was loved, I was loved, and I loved. And it was such a beautiful dream to experience and wake up up to that I was able to have because of the legacy of those photos. And so such a, a great gift to, to imagine uh, her, to dream her in movement in that moment of her life in her 30s where her children would have been very young um, and to be in a space of joy and delight. So. I, I hope that you will go back to those pictures. 
I hope that you will ha handle that business <laughs> so that you feel confident and no matter what your steps are. And be open, open to finding your family yes. because they may find you and it could be a great, wonderful experience. My cousin turns out to be head of karate uh, studio and I used to take karate for years so it'll be great to go to Columbia and visit his karate studio. Yep. So thank you all for listening once again. If you like, like and subscribe and share the news with others. And of course, share your documents <laughs> with others. Um, tell people where they are. Share your pictures. You share your stories. On, on Patreon. Mm -hmm. You can support us on, through Patreon. And you know, we started out by talking about Daraja. And if you are interested in learning more about Daraja, after us beginning that way, you can go to Daraja, D-A-R-A-J-A, dot org. Daraja means bridge in Swahili and find out more about the organization. If you dig it and you want to support a girl's education, please do support them too. It's a, a commitment and an organization that we deeply believe in and we've seen, we've visited, mommy's visited once, I've been there three times, the transformative effects on the lives of these young women, their families, their communities, and the communities around them. Daraja is an incredible social incubator too, where so many organizations and community um, developments have emerged from going and meeting at Raja. So it's an incredibly beautiful and special place. So if you have an opportunity to check that out and believe in, as we do, in its mission, donate or consider even volunteering your time in some way. So thank you again for listening to Generational Archives and we will connect with you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.